Hey there, welcome back to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living. I am so glad you're here with us today. You are going to be a fly on the wall in this conversation I'm having with my friend and client, Amy. We're doing a room edit in her home, and she came to me last year with this statement that the way she delivered it, of course, was funny, but I know the heart behind it, and that is not funny. And she said, my home looks and feels stupid and I don't want it to look and feel stupid. And that's a strong word. It's a strong word in any context, but when it comes to your home, we absolutely don't want that. In fact, we want the opposite. We want your home to feel like a respite from the crazy world around us. We want it to feel comforting and inviting and warm and welcoming. We want it to be a reflection of you and your family and your family's story. And we want you to be able to open the doors wide and proud and say to whoever is standing on the other side, come on in. I'm glad you're here. And when you think your home feels and looks stupid, you can't do that. You don't do that. So Amy requested a room edit and a room edit starts like this. We start a survey. She tells me what it is that she is not really a fan of, things that need to stay, things that she hopes to maybe change down the road, and the direction she thinks she is going. She might tell me his favorite colors or not favorite colors, things like that. Now, a room edit is really great for someone who knows they want change, who is highly motivated to get that change, and who is not afraid to do the work to do it themselves. They just don't know what to do. That really is the crux. They want change. They're not afraid to do it. They just don't know what to do. Taking the questions from our interview leads me to directing the design where I think she might want it to go. It's different than a full service design in that I'm not picking products for her. I'm not picking a color palette. I'm not picking, not telling her which art I think would look good here and which sofa and which couch and or which chairs. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Instead, I'm telling her the elements within her room that are playing nicely together and playing towards her end goal and what might not be. I'm telling her things that she could add to create layers and depth and texture and to create a cohesive look with most of the things she already owns. That's the difference between a room edit. You use what you already have and you are highly motivated to do the work yourself. You just need basically a bossy big sister. (laughs) That's it. You need a bossy big sister to say, try again, try again, try again. Got it. (laughs) But where full service design is not that. It is literally me doing it all for you and then you clicking buy that, buy that product, buy this product and then putting it together based on the plan that this bossy big sister gives you. (laughs) So they're a little bit different and the price point is resoundingly different. A room edit is for those of you who even think that you can't afford a designer, but you get the designer's eye on your space. Okay, so let's hop to it. But what I want you to pay attention to is this. Even though you are not going to be able to see the pictures that I'm seeing of Amy's room, you will hear a lot of detail. And the detail I want you to pay attention to because a lot of this room edit is going to be serviceable for you too. It's going to be something that you can use in your own home. You're going to hear tips and tricks and nuances of design that you can apply to your own home. You'll even hear recommendations for sourcing products where she can get the things I'm recommending her to get. You'll hear so many rules of thumb, like how to hang curtains and ratios for hanging art, rules applying to how many pieces of metal, 
how many different types of metal you can have in one area. What do you do with curtains when you can see curtains from one room to the next? Color formulas and so much more. So because you're a fly on the wall, go grab your popcorn, grab a soda, sit back, relax, and take some notes because you might learn a thing or two. Enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Well, hello. How are you? Thank you so much for trusting me with your room edit. Um, I hope that that we make some really good headway and so that you can have a home that you think is not stupid. <laughs> when I read that on your survey, I just, oh, I could hear your voice saying it. And I just, your home does not look stupid at all. I don't want you to think that it has a really great feel to it. It has a really great flow and you love color, which I love. I think that's so much fun. Um, but it makes me sad that you think it's stupid. So we're going to try to fix that and address that and make it more cohesive and hopefully make it um, help you get more in tune with what your style is. So that is the goal. And of course, I want you to know, I'm going to tell you again at the end, ask me any questions. Um, I am an open book and I just want to help. So Okay, one thing you're going to notice is um, in these first sections when I first get into your room is that um, that I notice things and that's what I read. So um, what I read when I get into your space, um, those are just notes that are talking points for us that we're going to chat about. Um, and then none of them are good. None of them are bad. They're just talking points or I mean, they're good. <laughs> none of them are bad, though. Um, and that's what I want you to notice. So the things that really um, were noteworthy to me in this space is that you have a strong neutral foundation, um, this really pretty oystery gray color. I noticed that you are not afraid of color and I love that. So I noticed these um, really pretty aquas and the that deep, deep teal that is so pretty. Um, I noticed the yellow the pop of yellow and I noticed it over here as well. I noticed your dark furniture. Um, I know you didn't like your couches, but I think they look really cozy um, and we're gonna make them cozier. So I think they, they look, I love the arms of these couches. They are dark, but I don't think dark is necessarily a bad thing. So, um, but we're gonna address that. Um, I noticed the lighting and I noticed your rustic table. I love how this aqua is poking through. That is so pretty. And then I noticed your windows. Um, okay, so before we go into what I suggest, one thing I want you to think about is, you know, in your survey, you mentioned that you, you kind of tend to be a little bit more modern, 
um, but you're not quite sure. Um, and I would, I would, that, that space between tra uh, traditional and modern is transitional. And that's what your space is. It is transitional and you can kind of, I mean, it's really arbitrary. It doesn't really matter. It just means that you're not super uber modern and you're not super uber traditional. It's you're somewhere in between. There is one more gradient in there, but it's, it's not what you are. So we're not going to worry about that. But one thing I did notice is that, um, this lamp is so pretty and I think it's mercury glass. I am a fan of mercury glass too. Um, and then you have this rustic table. And sometimes when you have those two in a space, they're kind of competing against each other um, because mercury glass tends to say, I'm just a little bit more sophisticated. I wear the black dress to the party. And the, the rustic table is saying, you know what? I might wear the black dress, but I wear the Converse too. <laughs> um, and sometimes you can marry those really well and sometimes you can't. Um, and it's, it's just a little trickier of a line to, a line to cross, a line to balance together. Um, because this one is so heavily distressed, that is why it is competing so much. Um, it doesn't mean you have to get rid of either one, but it just might mean maybe we relocate one or we rethink it. One thing I want you to think about is maybe what, which, uh, way do you want to lean a little bit more in this room? Do you want to lean a little bit more sophisticated or a little bit more, um, casual and relaxed? Um, just keep that in mind. One thing I did notice though, is that you love color and color to me, it doesn't have to be, um, it's not like color can't be sophisticated, but color can be a little bit more playful. So some of those recommendations I'm going to be um, kind of leaning towards are heading that way. So if you, after you hear this and you think, oh, you know what, I actually want sophisticated or maybe sophisticated in this room and colorful and playful in the other one, let me know and we can redo this and it's not a biggie. Okay, so some suggestions for here. Um, so one, one thing that I think is catching our eye in here is that when you have dark on dark, it just says darker, it just says dark, but you can really lighten up a dark couch by having lighter contrasting textiles. And by textiles, I mean um, throw blankets and pillows. And I love that you have texture here. And I always recommend having some sort of texture on your pillows because it adds visual interest as well as depth. Um, but in this case, we need a visual contrast. And so what I would suggest is having some pillows that have a lighter foundation. And I'm gonna say really light, no grays, no taupes, um, white or cream, or oatmeal. And when you have that it, sitting next to that dark couch, it's going to tone down that dark really, really well, but it's not only going to tone it down, it's going to um, accentuate this table here. Um, I'm going to back up for one second because what I noticed when I walked into the space is that you have only two white pieces of furniture in here. And when you have a color or when you have a, a not necessarily a material like leather, um, but sometimes when you have a, a metal, you want that element to be repeated three times. 
Otherwise it feels kind of like an outlier. Um, because this one is so strong and because white is so contrasting with the dark and the same with the white table, it feels not just like an outlier, it feels like a bully. Like it's coming in and it is wanting to take over. <laughs> um, and we want it to, we want it to have some breathing room. So we're gonna give it some friends and those friends are gonna be the pillows. Pillows with a white background. And then that's when you're gonna bring in some of those colors. Um, the aquas, the teals, the colors that you love, the yellows, all of that. Before we go on, I do wanna to talk to you about making a color palette. And um, so that it'll make sense when we talk about the other things too. So generally speaking, when you have a color palette, you want to have a formula um, that equals 100. So we're going to do 60 plus 30 plus 10. 60% of your color is going to be one color. You're going to see it a lot. 30% um, is going to be your first pop of color. And then 10% is going to be your accenting color. You're going to see it, but not as much. In your case, in your home, your 60% is the wall color because it's it's all over. And that's a really good thing because when you have a light foundation like this, it means you can add color all over the place. Um, but then what we want to have is that 30% and that 30%. So you want 30% and I think yours is that blue. And I'm just going to say blue because you kind of tend to do the aquas. Um, so you're going to have 30% be aquas and any shade of aqua, light to dark, the steep, deep, deep uh, teal. Um, and then that 10% is going to be color, just color. <laughs> the yellows, the oranges, the reds, um, if you want greens. I only noticed one place where you had greens, um, but if you wanted uh, green to be part of that color, bring it in a little bit more. So you've got your 60% covered. Now um, we want to bring in some more aquas. We want to bring in some more color um, and have it have it be really playful, have it really tell that story. But foundationally, you want to have a light neutral in order to tone stuff down, especially dark pieces of furniture. Um, okay, I hope that answered that. Oh, so um, a blanket, for example, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think when you can add texture in blankets like pom-poms, tassel, you have two young girls who um, I think would probably love like a style like that, like, you know, tassels at the end of your blanket. Um, find some white ones with some colorful tassels, um, super cute. And if you don't like it, no worries. Just, um, I would do a lighter color blanket. Um, okay, number two, this is, um, uh, this lighting fixture is, it's not problematic, it's completely fine, um, but it's very generic um, because Every builder who built a home on your block gave every house that light. <laughs> and, and so it means that you walk into your neighbor, so you're going to have that light. Other neighbor, that light. And so this is a place where you can bring in some personality. Um, I don't know how handy uh, you and your husband are, but that is a, if you felt comfortable, it can be a DIY. Um, of course, it can also be an easy hire that isn't a break the bank thing. And there are light fixtures that you can have that are um, under $200. So it can be one of those quick and easy upgrades. I would look at something that um, hangs a little bit lower and is a little bit more playful. 
we will talk about metals in a minute. Um, and that will be something that I want you to keep in mind. But you can have fun here. Um, have it be a statement that is, um, is playful. Okay, number three, I would add curtains in your home. And I would, I'm recommending it for the other room as well. Um, and here's why. So I don't know if you watched that other video I made um, about curtains, but when you have curtains, uh, it, it does so much to your space. It will, in fact, I think if you, if you did nothing else in this room, but add curtains first, I think you will see a dramatic difference because it is, it adds layers and depth. It takes the eye up. It adds visual interest. Um, it can just be a little bit more of a finishing touch. It's very, very much like going on a date and putting on makeup. So if you went on a date and you, um, you got all dolled up and you did your hair, you got the dress on, you have the heels and you don't do your makeup. You, I mean, you probably would, right? Um, or let's say you did the lipstick, but you didn't do your eyes or you did the mascara, but you didn't do the, um, the eyeliner and the eyeshadow. Um, this is, it's just the finishing touch and it looks, it will make a dramatic, dramatic statement in your room. Um, so here's what I'm recommending for curtains. So, um, by the way, you can keep your blinds up. You don't have to remove those. And I would use the blinds for the light filtration and the curtains for just the prettying layers. Um, you can do this really inexpensively, um, but I would say stick away from buying them from box stores or the shelf because those curtains are generally speaking too short and you have really tall ceilings. And so um, you want at least the 96 inch um, or the 108. And I think the 96, I think it's 96 or 94. I think it's 96 is um, this, it's a standard size and you want to do that. Um, frugally speaking, Ikea is the best place you can get curtains at a lower price. They have a lot of great choices. Um, and I mean, you can get a, a pair of curtains for this window for 30 bucks and a pair for this one for 30 bucks. I wouldn't have them be sheer. I would have them be a solid. Um, sheer just adds a little bit different of a look to your space, but you're kind of going for playful because you have all this color, um, but we want it to be tied together. So I would, I would pick a foundational color that is, um, kind of like your, what you want for your pillows, the lighter background, cream, um, white, oatmeal, and then you have the pattern on top. Um, and I, for you, I would choose a pattern um, because you have all of this color going on, but just like with your mercury glass and how that's a more sophisticated look, pattern tends to, to read a little bit more playful, whereas solid reads a little bit more sophisticated. So keep, keep that in mind too. Okay, let's talk about your rod for a minute because you are gonna need to choose a metal if you do that. Um, one thing you can do um, that I didn't mention at all is, you know, you had mentioned you like beachy. And so when you think about beachy and you don't bring in the seashell and the sand and the rocks, um, lighter toned natural woods read beachy. Rattan wicker um, wovens read beachy, um, and of course blues. And I said I think even colors, but you're doing blues anyway. But the color kind of just says 
fun and playful, which kind of beach is fun and playful. So that translation can be similar. So you have a couple choices with your rut. So um, if you wanted to go more um, rustic, beachy, of course, without screaming, I'm a, I'm a cabin on a beach, um, you could do a wood, um, a wood rod here. Um, you could also do a oil rubbed bronze or a flat matte black. Um, I would stick away from the satins, the satin nickel, because it, it does seem a little bit more traditional. Um, and unless I'm reading this completely wrong, I don't think that's where we're going. Um, okay. Uh, oh, one helpful hint too. So again, I don't know if this um, hanging curtains is in your guys's wheelhouse, but one thing you can do is you can, um, it, it is an easy DIY, um, but one thing you can do is when you're measuring your curtains, and I do have a YouTube video um, that talks <laughs> at tedium about curtains and choosing your rod and all of that. Um, and you want to have, you can hang your curtain rod um, about six to 12 inches to the outside frame of your window and six to 12 inches above it. So that's kind of this, the idea. My, I generally do like six and six, um, but I even think like eight and eight is kind of good, but think about the length of your curtains before you commit to drilling any holes because you could be stuck. Um, okay. I would also add, I'm gonna get my fancy my fancy tool here. I would add, once you have your curtains up, they are just gonna sit like right here. They might block just a teeny tiny bit of that window frame, but not a whole lot. Um, I would add some art right here. And I think you could add like a triptych. Um, again, if you have light toned wood um, frames, that's going to kind of say, beach without being screaming, I'm a sailor. Um, and you can, I would just say whatever pictures you have here have the same palette. So maybe it's um, three pictures of your family on vacation. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a beach vacation. Maybe it's three um, pictures of your daughter at one photo shoot or your daughter's at one photo shoot, whatever it is, just have some similarity, whether it's a color palette or the setting or something like that. Um, okay, what else do I have? Oh, and then rethinking the coffee table. We already talked about that, whether you want to go a little bit more sophisticated or a little bit more rustic. And then at the very end, we're gonna talk about personalizing artwork. Um, this artwork right here, I, I think it's really fun. They look like poppies to me. I really, really love poppies. But one thing you mentioned in your survey is that you do want to have a little bit more personalized feel, like you want it to feel personal. And sometimes when you, I'm assuming this was purchased at um, a box store, sometimes when you do purchase your art there, you can lose that personalized feel. And so one place I like to go, um, I like to shop on Etsy for artwork um, and you can find the print and you can print it out. You can get the file, you can print it out uh, a little bit more cheaply and then get like an Ikea frame. Um, and so, you know, the whole thing is maybe 50 bucks or um, get the frame at Hobby Lobby and they have a 50% off framing deal like every week, um, something like that. So um, personalizing your art that way. And what would be really fun, I think, um, is to have 
um, because I feel like you're, you are playful, but you are also, um, a little bit more symmetrical. I feel like some people are just no symmetrical and some people, um, are, and I think you are that symmetrical. So one thing that could be really kind of fun is to have, um, a gallery wall, but a very symmetrical one, all the same frame. Ikea frames are super cheap. Um, with mats, because mats make it look a little bit more, um, uh, a little classier. Um, and you can have like a gallery wall and I drew mine very big, but you could even have like nine and they could be all black and black and whites of your girls and you guys when, you know, years ago, whatever. Um, and how cute would that be? That would be a statement. The minute you walk in, you open your door and boom, it's right there and something to look at. Um, I also love that plant. I think it's so fun. And if that is not a fake plant, I need your tips on how to keep my fiddle leaf fig alive because man, they are divas. <laughs> um, okay. Um, again, ask me questions when, um, after we move on. Okay, so from this angle, here's what I read, here's what I noticed. I noticed um, I could really tell the textures in the pillows. Um, I, I didn't notice it in the first section, but I noticed the galvanized tin and that tells me, that to me says a little bit more, um, country's not the right word, farmhouse. Excuse me, I noticed um, the colorful accessories over here. You are really good at repeating colors and I think that's awesome. So I noticed like this aqua, 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 yellow, yellow, there was yellow in the wall, um, more aqua. I love that you repeated the velvet too. I see the velvet here and the velvet over here. And then here's this peekaboo, cutie little guy. One question I have for you is, I couldn't tell what that lamp was sitting on on the other side of the couch. Is it a matching table? It doesn't have to be, but is it? Um, and then my, my thought is if you replace that mercury glass lamp and you have kind of a more, um, they're called like gourd lamps that have that fun shape to it. If you, re if you replace that with a gourd lamp um, and I would do texture on that. So you can get something like that at Target um, and um, I would get another one for here too. That would be super sweet. Okay, this rustic art right here isn't as rustic as that table. Um, it says kind of rustic and it, it's playful, but it um, it doesn't say, it's not as heavy rustic as the table is. Um, okay, what else did I notice? Uh, I noticed, oh, your landing space for coats, your white console table that you mentioned you might want to paint, yay. Um, and my question for you is, are you going to paint the tabletop or are you just going to paint the white part? Either one's going to be awesome. Um, I noticed this um, little velvet seating thing and I noticed the entry rug. Um, okay, one question for you, because when I first looked at the space, I, I actually didn't notice the velvet seating thing. Um, it, it kind of blended in. So my question is, how often do you use it? And if it's not an everyday or a couple times a week thing, um, how cute would it be tucked under here? Um, that was my, my thought, but how often do you use it? And we're gonna get into that over here. Okay, oopsie, 
here is just more. Um, the glass mirror. Oh, the glass mirror repeated with the. Um, it kind of complemented the mercury glass, which was really good. Now, here's a, th a thing though. This glass mirror um, doesn't doesn't fight with the rustic table as much as the mercury glass does. So you can keep that one right as it is, no matter which way you go, sophisticated or not. Oh, shoot. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. So what I suggest. Okay. So I would add layers to your, your console table. One thing I would do is I would add a lamp right here and that lamp can sit high enough that it will kind of overlap that mirror just a little bit um, because when it overlaps, it's just gonna add a little bit of depth um, and dimension and that's a good thing. Um, now, if you're bringing in color, it is okay to bring in a lamp that has some color on it um, or a shade that has some color on it and some pattern on it. I wouldn't go crazy. I wouldn't do like, um, a deep teal lamp base, but maybe you have a, um, maybe it's a white lamp base and you have a white shade with some teal accents on it. Um, or you have a, a white base and you have some teal um, little like crosses on it or something or little X's. And so I wouldn't go crazy with the, the color on that, but you could bring in some color here. It doesn't have to be all solid. Um, and then I would relocate the happy. Um, and then I would just add just some more layers here. So maybe you have um, a little stack of books in color or not. Um, take the jackets off. The jackets can make it look a little bit um, more elevated. And then have a little plant on here. And I would do a plant that maybe spills over. Um, if you're good at keeping plants alive, awesome. Um, and that could just be really fun. And then you can keep your, your candle there. Um, have another little picture of the girls, that kind of thing. Um, okay, so back to that question of the stool, how cute would it look under here? Um, because you, you kind of lose the sight line here. And I'm assuming that you use this coat rack for every day, which is what you should, right? Um, but if you can't, what if you, let's say you use that stool every day, um, could you raise your coat rack a little bit? And don't worry about it if you can't. It's not, this is just me being nitpicky. Um, if you can't, it's not a big deal. Um, the other thing, let's say you leave that here, bringing in some wicker, like a wicker basket to have um, a nice cozy um, blanket, kind of spilling out a little bit on the side, um, will not only kind of say, hi, I'm beachy without being beachy, um, but it'll add warmth, depth, layers, texture to your space. And that could be really sweet. And it doesn't have to be plain. It can have a little bit of color. But again, we want to kind of avoid like um, heavy, heavy, um, heavy colors. We want to avoid like saturated colors because you have some already that saturated and some of those velvet pillows, which I think should stay with the complementary pillows of, with the lighter foundations. And then here's my thought about this, um, this entry rug. This is again, nitpicky. You can leave it. I think it's completely fine. But if you're going for colorful, I think this could be really fun to have um, a spot to do a lighter color rug with color. Um, Wayfair is a really good spot to get entry rugs that um, you won't find at Target. 
Um, also, just a note for you, these can all be washable. Um, even though they say they can't because they're small enough, they fit in your washer. Sometimes with the rubber matting, they might break off and, um, and you have to replace them, you know, in a couple of years, but um, they're all washable, even though they say not. Okay, and then in this space, pardon the picture, I had to shrink it to get on here. Um, again, what I noticed is that you have colorful textiles. Uh, I noticed the lighting in here, your windows. I noticed lots of family photos, the neutral foundation of the wall. I noticed your colorful furniture, um, this shelf, and then the green and the other, the other side of the picture. Um, I noticed you have some wall space here. And then I noticed, um, the repetition in color, like your blues repeat themselves. And again, you're really good at that, which I think is awesome. The other thing I noticed was this view got a little squishy. Um, I noticed, oh my gosh, Amy, this is so sweet. I love that picture. And I'm wondering if you have other um, pictures from that same photo shoot. Um, that is so precious. Oh makes me miss my sisters. Um, and then I noticed this green, but this green is the only one I see. It's the only color of green I see that is not like on a plant. Um, okay, so a few things to chat about in here. Um, again, I would add curtains and I would do the same thing, adding curtains with a light foundation and then you can bring in the pattern um, to make it more playful or you can keep it solid if you want it more sophisticated. So whichever way you wanna go. My rule of thumb is when you choose the metal for the rod in the other room, choose, keep that same metal going for um, the whole downstairs. Any, if the room doesn't shut with the door, keep it the same. It doesn't have to be the same with the curtain though. Um, if it is in the same sight line, like that front room, you definitely want the same curtains, but in here, because you might get a peekaboo, um, at this window, but you don't have a full view, you can have um, similarities. You don't have to have the same one. So if it, it's not vibing with you, that's okay. Um, but you don't wanna have like the same foundational background color. That's kind of the rule to go with. Um, the other thing here with the curtains, I would hang it here. I would get another panel for here and here. And what's gonna happen with this middle panel is going to, um, you're gonna hear me repeat this, layer, depth, texture, visual interest. Um, it's going to not, um, I'm gonna quote your words, it's not gonna make this section look stupid <laughs> if you have curtains here. And it just makes it just feel finished. Now over here, this is a little trickier because um, because it's a smaller window. So you have options. You have, um, you can do a curtain rod, a really small, same, same rod though, um, but a shorter one. And you can hang one here and hang one here. Now here's the trick with that. If you do that, sometimes the curtains you get um, for the other windows are going to, when they're open, they're gonna bunch perfectly for the ratio of window to curtain. But on this one, there might be a little bit more bunching. So um, in that case, maybe um, you get out your sewing machine and you trim some off. Um, that's an option. Um, the other option is to leave it alone. Another option is to have the curtain rod and you just have one panel. 
Um, so you have lots of options. And if you did that, I would hang the panel here and not here. Um, that's what I would do. Now, looking forward into the future or even thinking um, kind of bigger picture, a little bit more investment right now, because we know that rattan, wicker, straw, um, all of those things kind of read beachy without saying, I'm Captain Skippy, um, replacing these with rattan or like bamboo shades could be an option. Um, and if you did that, I would do all of those windows right now. And then that way, um, if you got a, just a, a cream curtain, the cream standard Ikea curtain, um, that, would add, that would be sophisticated. That would be a sophisticated look straight off the gate. Um, here's where I would say, get your bamboo curtain, your shades if you wanted to. Um, there's a place called Blindster, B-L-I-N-D-S-T-E-R.com. And um, sign up for their newsletter. They have sales all the time. <laughs> all the time. And if they don't have a 50% off sale today, they will next week or the week after, um, literally all the time. And so a window like this could be like $45. It is really affordable. Um, and it's, it's just really affordable. So it's not like one of those, like, because blinds are expensive, but this place is, is really affordable. And I have them, um, in two places in my home. Um, super easy to put up. I've used them with other clients, super easy to put up um, and look really great. Okay. Um, replacing the aqua lamp. Okay. So this thing here, right over here, here is where, again, that dark on dark just makes it feel darker. So I would, um, I would replace that. I would have a, a lighter lamp here. I wouldn't do metal. I think I would do white. Um, I think we do white, or I think maybe even like a wood because wood is kind of in that same lines as the rattan and the wicker. It's going to warm it up. Um, it's also going to kind of give an ode to the beach. Um, same thing with the pattern pillows here. Um, like, and in, as in the other room, even though you have a lighter couch, having pillows that have a light color foundation with those colors represented, whatever colors you want in the room, um, is going to, um, it's going to be playful for sure, but it's going to change the look and the feel of this. So what I would do, like I usually pick a couple anchor pillows. So maybe um, this velvet blue and this velvet blue are your anchor pillows and maybe this one too. Um, and then you just add a couple more that have orange in it, the blue in it, that have the light foundation. Um, so you don't have to replace all of them. I would just add a couple more. Um, what else here? Okay, so I think you have another opportunity for art. Again, I think you could do a triptych. And one of the ways that you can personalize art isn't always with um, photos of you or your family. It can be um, things that represent you guys, things that you love doing, um, things that are important to you. Maybe it's it's you like to go hiking and um, it's like a, a watercolor of the woods in three different pictures, something like that. And they can bring in the colors of your room. Um, we'll talk about that at, at the last frame too, how to do that. Um, and then I think you can have some art here. And when you have a big wall space, what you wanna think about is like, um, 
two thirds of that space for the size of art. So, you know, you could have a teeny tiny little guy, but that would look funky and you could have a big guy and that would look funky. So um, making sure that your art takes up like two thirds of that space and not really a whole lot more. All right, another thing I wanted to talk to you about in here was the lighting. So this lighting is kind of similar to the mercury glass lighting um, in that it says, hi, I'm a little bit more modern. Um, I like the height and I think having two here is perfect. And even if you had curtains, it's just gonna tell more of that story. It's gonna add the layers, the depth, um, visual interest. Um, but I do wonder, and you don't have to change them out at all, or it can be a down the road thing. Um, but here's an opportunity for a kind of a chunky wood lamp base because it's again, owed, owed to Beachy um, or um, black or something like that, but, um, or a little bit more solid, but these are, are totally fine, but it is a metal. So um, one thing you wanna think about is how many metals do you have represented? And then here, um, again, I like how you have the, the wicker over here as a storage and you have the wood. So those two things warm up spaces and, um, and that's, yeah, they warm it up. Um, right up here, one thing I didn't mention is that this little shelving piece kind of says modern. Um, and then this glass is also saying sophisticated. So whichever road you take, do you want sophisticated or do you want that more playful? The thing, the reason I'm thinking playful is because you have all the pops of color and you have painted furniture. And when you have painted furniture like, like this and that green and that deep aqua, that to me says a little bit more playful. Okay, so the last thing just things to keep in mind are the color palette. Um, you already have the 60 with your neutral walls, the 30, which I think are, are your blues, and then your 10, which is the pop of color. Anytime you wanna lighten dark furniture, you contrast it with, with textiles, um, pillows and blankets, and you wanna have um, the lighter base. Oh, you wanna stick with oatmeals and creams um, and whites. Can they have pattern on it? Yep, they can. Wicker, rattan, and straw, they are gonna say a lot of things and the natural wood. Um, it's gonna say beachy, warm, it's gonna complement um, colored furniture um, that you already have. Um, uh, think about, be thinking about rustic versus the mercury glass. Which two metals do you wanna stick with? So like when you come to thinking about your curtain rods, um, Oh, here's the thing about metals. So you can have two metals, but you want them to be contrasting enough. So you don't want like a satin nickel and like a champagne metal. I don't remember what that's called, but like they're too close in tone. But if you had like a satin um, nickel and then you had a, an oil rubbed bronze, those are great because they're, they're two very, very different metals. Okay, and then personalizing art. We talked about a little bit like um, places and things that are important to your family. If you guys love Vida bugs, then you could have some pictures of Vida bugs. Or if you love going to um, Hawaii, you could have some pictures of Hawaii or palm trees or something like that. Um, 
personalizing it by having artists that you know, like buying art that, that you know the artist or places you've been to, um, or art that you've found in stores that really speaks to you that you just see it like, oh my gosh, that is gorgeous. Um, that's kiddo made or passed down. One place, I think I already mentioned this, that I really like to get my art is from Etsy. And then I like to, um, cause you're supporting small businesses, but then you're also, um, there's just so much. It's so, you can do watercolor, you can do oil paintings, you can do whatever. Um, and can really have it customized in a way that you just can't get when you go to Target. Um, yeah, okay, so I hope that answers um, some of your questions for how to make your home feel a little bit more personalized, a little bit more, um, some, a place that tells your story um, in a comfortable way. So um, make sure you ask as many questions as you want. Um, and I'm happy to help you, help guide you that way. So I can't wait to see what you choose. And, um, and really too, if you're saying like, oh yeah, I wanna do those curtains. And what do you think about this with this? Text me, let me know. And I'm happy to, to give you um, my opinion. All right, thank you so much. So what did you think about the room edit? Are you highly motivated? You are not afraid to roll up your sleeves and get the work done. You just need a bossy big sister to let you know what to do. <laughs> Girls, you know what? Sometimes I get a wild idea and I got one during the editing of this show. Not even during the preparation, but during the editing. And I know that this is a time for change. The new year is still upon us and it's a time for change. It's a time for action. And if you want to take action on your home, you're not afraid to do the work. You just need to know what to do book a room edit. From today until February 1st, I'm offering 25% off the service. So you can find what a room edit is on my website at figandfarmathome.com forward slash room hyphen edit. Go check it out. See if it's right for you. And if that's something that you want, there's a contact form there. Send me an email and you will get the 25% off because I want change for you just as much as you want change for you because we don't want to come home to a home that we're not proud of, that we don't love coming home to, that feels like in Amy's words, stupid. So girls, go grab that. You have until February 1st for the 25% off. And until next week, I hope you're well. See you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.